Welcome to Amateur Opinions. Thank you so much for joining us. These are your hosts, Deuce and Easy. Easy, how you doing, bro? I'm good, Deuce. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. Doing great. Feel good. 100%. Had a bit of 100%. a throat infection, it felt, uh, on Monday. Okay. Uh, but, you know, today it feels it feels good. It feels, it feels better. It's like 90% healed. Um, sure. I was, I was, I was wiling out on, on the weekend, went to the wine farm and then we went, uh, clubbing after that. And then the next day we went to Rands. So, uh, yeah, so it's been a bit, uh, a little crazy, but, uh, so when nice. I woke up on Monday, I was like, oh crap, please tell me this ain't COVID. Sure. <laughs> but, uh, sure. but yeah, I feel Did good. Did you test? So. Or you just nah. waited it out? Nah, I mean, I, I didn't have anything. I, even my I, my nose wasn't even stuffy. My It was just it literally my throat. That vaccine, bro. That vaccine that doing vaccine, its thing, huh? The vaccine was fine doing its thing. Yeah. Who it, knows, man? It very might well be. Very might well be. But, it's possible. Uh, it's possible you fought it off in like three days or something. We'll never know. Yeah. 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 I wish uh, I knew because, you know, that would be one to stick to the anti-vaxxers. Sure. <laughs> sure. I got right. Oh man, that, that that anyway, that's a chat. That's, that's a whole other chat. That's a whole other chat. Yeah. But otherwise, that was my weekend. How's how's yours? Nice. Um, let's see. My weekend was a friend of mine's birthday, so we just went to Hartis for a few drinks. Where? Um, Hartis Port. So it's okay. it's kind of it's it's in the northwest. Wait, is that where um, we went? No, we're close to where we were. Okay, okay. We okay. were close. We well, we were like it's in that direction. Right. I'll say. Yeah, yeah. You just keep on driving, um, but you you take the same route. It's further than where we were. It's like uh, maybe another fifteen twenty k's. Okay. But yeah, that that was cool. Um, and then Sunday, Sunday I took it easy, man. I think uh, I didn't do too much yeah sunday i took it easy but yeah saturday i was uh birthday shenanigans that was fun whose birthday that was cool uh a friend of mine called faith i, I met her through sophia so, oh, okay happy yeah. birthday it's faith sophia's friend yeah um big shout outs to faith so that was cool that was cool um i had a very interesting conversation with her and her friends you know um yeah it was just uh it was a good time Conversation uh, regarding what? Yeah, so he actually has, and I don't want to. Is it classified? <laughs> I don't know if it's right. I don't know. Like the the thing is, just I haven't discussed this with the guy, so I don't know if he'd be comfortable with me. Oh, is faith know, is faith a guy? Out. No, faith faith's a girl, but one of her friends. Now, well, you didn't so say his name. I didn't so. just, yeah, I don't want to <laughs> say his name just because. Yeah. Just because of I I don't know, uh, just how comfortable he'd be. But anyway, so this guy. It's quite cool, um, mm. cool guy. So he's he's um, he's colored, and he's colored. He's a colored gay guy. But we had very interesting conversations about political correctness and the LGBT community, and you know issues around race. It was just um, quite a cool conversation to have with somebody who I want to say, I'm not, look, now I don't want to call him conservative, but it's just interesting to see how nuanced people's views are. Because I think people like to 
is you know how we like to bucket people sometimes, you know? Yeah. And there's the conversation I had with him where you may think that all people in the LGBT community are aligned and they all have the same views. But even within that community, there's things that happen that are kind of, you know, d- divisive, such as race, you know? Um, so he was telling me like the, the gay black experience and the gay white experience is not the same. And, you know, it, it, we just had a very interesting conversation. So that was quite cool. Um, okay. You know, we, we, we spoke about, you know, gender and sexuality, but he had some interesting views, I must say. Um, yeah. Nice. That was, that was interesting. Yeah, those are always that, fascinating that was my conversations. Weekend. Yeah, they, they are. They really are. They really are. Um, but yeah, that was my weekend. Yeah. Very cool. So, so, so you know my you know my, my homie Zach, right? So we were having a, well, our yes. homie rather, not just mine. Yeah. But uh, we were having a conversation a few weeks back that I was just thinking of now. So, you know, ever since uh, I've been back from Dubai, my mom was saying, you know, I need to, I need to uh, expedite buying a property, right? Same with my sister. Sure. Um, you know, it's the classic uh, investment vehicle, right? Mm. Um, so it's something I've, I, I typically, if I'm going to do something big, I want, I want to want to do it, right? I don't want to do it because someone mm-hmm. else said I should do it because guess what? Mm-hmm. It's still my money at the end of the day. You know, I take the risk or, you know, whatever. It's, yeah. you know, they're not going to um, have any consequences as a result. So anyway, so it's something oh. I, I'm constantly thinking thinking of. So I was talking to Zach, uh, Zach about it and kind of, you know, checking out the landsca- landscape of, uh, uh, you know, buying in uh, in Cape Town or buying in Joburg, where the buying property in itself yes. is, you know, even, even the way to do it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, one of our friends, uh, his name's Kuda, he was like, uh, you know, property is not actually the best way to invest your money you know it's been proven over over you know the last however many years that you know stock options are way better stocks you know and that kind of thing and not just any stock sorry to cut in but if you just i think they they were comparing if you just invested in like an index fund like the s&p 500 yeah as an example the the returns rival that that you'd get in in property so this is before you're even picking individual stocks just you buying uh you know an index fund in the s&p 500 and i think the the returns are quite comparable but continue yeah yeah essentially what you just said right so you know so there's so it's it's a really tough one because you know buying a property is a very you know it's a big chunk of money that will it's taking away from, you know, a lot of the things you're going to want to be doing. And if you, so now the reason we were, talk, we were talking about it was another friend of ours had, uh, or rather was thinking of buying a property in Burgundy, Burgundy State, right? So Burgundy State is a new... Um, where, yeah, where is that? It's, it's like further out from uh, Century City. From uh, further out from town, so if you keep going up, uh, maybe about twenty minutes driving further out from Century City, uh, yeah, you know that's that's where Burgundy State is. So it's a place where a lot of a lot of people I know are starting to buy. 
because they have nice properties there, you know, nice modern new properties. And for Cape Town, they're at a a, a decent, excuse me, a decent price, right? Sure. So you know they can go for like one point two mil for a two bedroomed. Mm. Uh, and it's you know nice and modern, but anyway, so a lot of people are buying there because a lot of people also can't especially our age can't afford to buy closer to town so i'm talking about sure. your you know your woodstocks like the, like the building mm. i stay in the property uh a one bedroom would cost you easily 2.5 or 2.4 million sure you know it's close to town it's modern it's safe uh at least inside the building woodstock is still quite uh quite rowdy but Yes. You know, but you know, but you see the picture, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, so we're basically talking, and and like you know, I was in Joburg for for a couple of months during winter, and I kind of got to see what the landscape was. Spoke to people who had bought property there, and they were saying that you know the yield is way better in in Johannesburg, right? So I'm talking, sure, uh, you buy a property for a mill in in Santon, you'll get the same rent as buying a property like the one I'm living in, right? You get the same mm. rent for mm. uh, a one-bedroom, actually, right? So, because, you know, Woodstock, you can compare it to Santon in terms of how close it is to the CBD. So, or rather, because Santon has its own Santon city, right? So, let's let's say that. Yeah. So, you can compare it to that. And you realize that, you know, you can buy a property for... You know, 60% less in Johannesburg and get the same rent for it. So why would yeah, you yeah. buy in, in Cape Town? But then now that's where you'll end up buying in Burgundy State. But then at the same time, the rent you're going to command is less than you're going to command in town. Because so you're, you're far, right? You're from far. From, yeah, you're so, 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 so far. And that's, because that's also, you know, if you're buying, if you're buying a property, yeah, exactly. If you're buying a property that's yeah. far from town, obviously right now it's maybe not a big, big, big factor because of COVID, but eventually people are going to be, you know, back to going to the office, you know, traveling. Uh, re- people renting are going to want to stay closer to town. So it might be, it might well be diff- more difficult yeah. to get people to stay in in those, in, if you're going to be, if you're buying to rent. Sure. Um and if you're buying in the, another, sorry, I'm like bombarding you with whatever we're talking about. But we also spoke about no, 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 yeah, I get it. yeah. We also spoke about buying to live, right? Mm. So we're now approaching thirty, right? So you know, next five years we'll probably you know be married, have a kid, whatever. And typically, you want to live in a in a house, right? You know, once mm. you have a family, you want a yard where the kid can run around. Mm. You know, you can, you know, plant some herbs, that kind of thing. So you want a yard. Now, if you're if you're going to buy a an apartment, you want it to be rentable once you decide to go to a house. Yes. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Uh, and in, in that token, mm. you'll make life difficult if you it'll make life difficult if you buy a place that's so far from town because, you know, renting it out it will be difficult, right? Because it's sure. so far out. You'll still, maybe you'll get someone, but also, like we already said, the yield will be less. So the, then mm-hmm. begs the question, like how, how good of an investment is it? Would you rather just, 
you know, rent right now. And then buy, if you're buying to live, buy once, once you're buying an actual house. If you're buying to invest, sure. buy uh, in a good area. Yes, you can't afford close to town in Cape Town, but you can rent, you know, while you're in, in Cape Town and maybe you can buy a property in Joburg if you're going to go that sure. route. Or should you even buy a property to for, for, for investment purposes? Or should you, you know do your investments whether you're doing you know your stocks your etfs your indices your crypto whatever you're doing would you rather sure. do that and then I, I guess buy a property you know in five years or whatever that you're going to live mm-hmm. in yeah basically that's the conversation we're having you see and what was your what okay before like my thoughts like mm-hmm. so that the com- those are the conversations you guys had what do you feel right now like what's your gut telling you well, there's, you know, there's a, there's a thing of, uh, you know, diversifying, right? I saw my, my, my mother who had invested in, you know, a bunch of stuff pre-2008 in Zim and, you know, the market did what it did and she lost all her money, right? And then, yes. but then the properties they had, you don't lose your property, you just have your property, you keep it, right? Mm-hmm. So. So that's kind of the the safeness that that comes with the safety that comes with having a a building, sorry, a house or property or whatever. Yes. Right? Yes. Uh, compared to, you know, dealing with the markets because if you put all your eggs in one basket, you never know what can happen. It could work out really well cuz it is sure. high high risk in a way. Um so my my thinking is I was in the camp of I'm not I'm definitely not buying property in Cape Town. Uh, even if I'm buying to live, because I can't afford buying in Woodstock for 2.5 mil, that that's the first thing. And even if I did, yeah. it still doesn't make sense because the the rent I'm gonna get, uh, or if I'm staying in it, whatever, I don't care. But I'm I can get a much better deal in in uh, in Johannesburg, right? 100%, in Santin. So yeah. why would I do that? Uh, if I I'd rather just rent. And then once I'm settled and I have a family, I'm not. Then I can buy a house for me to live in. That's fine. Sure. Because that's that's mm-hmm. actually an investment for me. Yes. First, sorry. Well, my friend actually explained to me why it's an investment because you you're investing in your family essentially. So you know you you buy a house. You you determine where your kids are going to go to school because once you're buying a house, you know you're not. If I'm if I'm renting an apartment, I can easily leave in a in a in a year. But typically, if you're sure. buying a house, you you kind of want to stay there. It's a long term play. You know, it mm-hmm. can easily be mm-hmm. a decade, and then you, you you're can tie down. You're, you're tied, tied down. down yeah. Time. So if if I'm if I'm gonna buy an apartment to live, where I'm not, uh, dis, you know, uh, what's the word? Um, it's not for investment purposes. Even the decision making isn't is more about how much I'm spending rather than the in the investment opportunity for it. Like buying um, so far out from town, then you know what exactly am I doing, right? Sure. So if I'm going to be buying to stay, I want to be buying a house, and I'm not buying a house right now. I'm going to buy one in five years or whatever. Whenever I sure. I'm settled down. I don't even know wh- what city I'm gonna be settling down in, right? It might depend mm-hmm. on the mm-hmm. the woman I end up with or the job I end up with or the job job she ends up with. Sure. That determines where we're gonna live. Right. So 
that yeah. that kind of stuff is is uh is what we were really talking about so the, yeah my position is did, more did, yeah doing the Joburg thing not the cape town thing and did you guys discuss about like what happens when you need to like you know liquidate your investment and kind of you need exactly. cash on hand exactly and that's so, yeah exactly and that we did and that's where the seller yeah so i i just spoke about getting rentals but the sellability of your apartment is a big thing too it's easy to sell an apartment easier to sell an apartment in santon than it is to sell an apartment that's far out from town sure. just, and even then yeah. even then you know you'd be surprised that like the selling may be easy but selling it at you know at a profit now that's that's tough that's a especially in this market yeah. exactly yeah so i mean uh i think my my sentiments yeah, i agree largely with what you've said um i prefer like you Joburg over cape town as far as property is concerned mm. but my biggest issue with property is that like you said it ties you down for a very long time and a lot of your capital is now you know <laughs> bundled into this asset and it can be very hard to get that money out yeah and people i don't know if you guys discussed things like rates and taxes which absolutely kill you mm. you know mm. you know those hidden fees the transfer costs all these little things that you didn't budget for that just sneak up on you um they they can be quite an issue as well. Look, I have nothing against property. I just think so. Me and Sophia have this discussion a lot as well because her yeah. mother always has says the same thing to her where she says, you know what, I think it's a good idea for you to invest in property because it worked for them as well. You know, when when financial uh, hardships came uh, into their lives, their property really helped them. And even till this day, you know, they're reaping the benefits of having a property. Right. So, um, you know, uh, fair enough. Um, I think I'm going to go back to what you said initially about your mom and your sister. Your sister, not so much, because I think your sister is, she's very financially literate, much more so than I am. But maybe with your parents and my parents, I think property is an investment it's 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 an investment strategy that they understand. And I think that's why they love it. I think that's why a lot of people love it because it's the easiest to grasp out of all the ways in which your money could be invested. For me it doesn't get any easier than property. And is that classic right? investment that's been preached for, you know, forever. Exactly. Um so what happens is it doesn't get compared to other things. And then there's this, there's this idea that it's safe because you have a house, right? And, and I had this conversation with Sophia. And, and I think you, your, your mom was probably alluding to this as well when you were talking about the crisis in Zim. Of, mm -hmm. Oh, when hardships came, I had money, right? But people don't know that if you had other investments that went well, when those hardships came, you'd have cash. You know, right. Um, and and if you look at the <laughs> I think it's always interesting if people go look at the numbers for when they invested in property and how the S&P 500 has grown in that time, 
you know, you'd be quite surprised at how much money you've you've made. I'm not even talking about like fancy investment strategies, Glenn. I'm talking vanilla index funds, right? Yeah. So, I mean, if I if 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 and people can go look at the charts now of how these things have done. I think historically they they bring about ten percent per annum over over a long period of time. If you invest in these index funds. You're looking at like 10% per annum. And as that gains interest, that's a lot of money in, in the long term, you know. So yep. my argument towards people <clears throat> saying like, now I have a place to sleep is that if you've been investing for quite some time, let's say for argument's sake, then you even start at 25 and you do this until you're 40 and you're investing a substantial amount, you know, the capital that you have will allow you to do so many things. For example, you could finance your the place that you're renting. Uh, as an example, you could finance that and save a large chunk of your salary, and further pump that into you know your investments. If you want a family, you could then at that point say, "Okay, I'm now going to invest in a place." Um, I just think that there's a lot of flexibility in investing in the stock market, but. Neither of them is right. I think that's all I have to say. I'm not going to add too much. Um, I just think that property, people understand it. I'm not saying it's bad, not at all, but I think that's why people are putting pressure on you. And if it's something you're not comfortable with, Glenn, I don't think you should be doing it. Like if it's not something you want to do, man, mm. the burden will just be so... so it's heavy. on me, solely on me. Yeah, yeah. 100%. <clears throat> um, another thing that I wanted to say is that the thing that puts me off against property is it ties me down to South Africa for some time. And I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to stay in South Africa forever. I don't know if I'm going to leave. Who knows, right? Is this probably but, to invest or to, to live in? Um, I think a bit of both, right? Because mm -hmm. if I invest in property now, right? Mm -hmm. And then I get a gig in another country, getting my money out of that property is going to be so hard. You know, um, I may be looking at a loss because remember, it's going to take some time before you, you, you break even. Right. Yeah. So you, and, and, and when you're leaving that cash might be handy when, when you leave, but now you don't have that cash because it's now all bundled in this property that you have. And even if you are receiving rental income, that rental income that you're receiving might not exceed what you put in to get the place, you know? Yeah. So, and then on top of that, like, you're not guaranteed to find a tenant. And if if so, you may not find a tenant at the price that you're looking for, right? Mm -hmm. So, right now, property market's not doing so great. A lot of, I've seen a lot of landlords reducing their, um, their asking price for rent just so they can like soften the blow of these mortgage payments. Yeah, because you know? that doesn't change, um, right? No, it doesn't. Yeah. Right. Uh, it changes depending on how fast you pay your, your bond, though. So if yeah. you're paying your bond faster, you obviously reduce the interest. But so what a lot of guys try and do is offset the bond payment with rent. But sometimes, depending on how the market's going, it's very difficult to get somebody to match your mortgage payments. Also, there's going to be a lapse over period where your property is empty, you know, and, and that, that, that can be tough as well, because in those months, you still need to be, you know, putting money into this investment property. 
So I think those are just things that people need to think about. Um, yeah, and also, but, you know, having a property, uh, it's not just having a property, even if, you, if, you, if, if people are renting it, it's not just having a property, right? Because, yeah. you know, you have to, you're dealing with people. Right, so yes. late payments for your rent, uh, yeah, a 100%. bus toilet or a bus yeah. door, right? Yeah, your, you can 100%. have your. What other issues do people have? Um, I have a story to share. Actually yeah, let's go on that. Yeah, on, on people. So, um, close friend of mine, uh, Christina, uh, her brother uh, was telling me a story about. So he owned a property and he had a crazy story where he was renting it out to this guy who had stopped paying rent, but they just couldn't evict him. And he was just sharing with me how difficult it is to evict people in South Africa, right? Um, South African law protects two people. It protects like, well, there's two people that are protected quite well, Mm. I think, in the South African constitution. It's employees. It's very hard to fire people in South Africa. It's really difficult to fire people in South Africa, you know, compared to other countries. Yep. Um, so, and, and for people who are complaining, so what companies will do is they'll put you on a three-month probation. They give you like a short contract. That's when it's easy. And then they just say, oh, your contract's done. But yeah. once you're fully employed, it's actually quite difficult to, to, to get somebody, you know, out of the books. And also tenants, it's quite difficult to like evict someone it's not that easy so they were telling me yeah it's quite tough they were telling me how they had a guy who was staying in their property for almost a year and they just couldn't get him out and he was a scam artist he was a nigerian scam artist um and he had done things to make himself look professional on linkedin etc but now they just can't get him out so the man wasn't paying rent the man wasn't paying rent and now they were stuck with this asset that just they you know they couldn't uh they couldn't utilize but i mean those stories are not i mean that's that's not going to happen to everyone those are few and far between i was just adding to your people point of you don't know what you're dealing with you know yeah exactly. um, but that's exactly what i'm saying right yes so many stories of people not paying not paying rent so many from mm. from uh, I mean the <laughs> the stuff that actually put me off probably was what I saw my mom uh, and dad go through in Zim right where you know now you have to go to to this house and then you lock the people out you know just yeah. just because yeah, they're not paying 100%. rent and you know you're busy yeah. fighting with them I'm just like I don't like dealing with people to you know in this yeah, in this capacity 100%. I really don't. You know, you have people making demands about "Ah, this isn't, you know, working properly. This is this, that, this, that. Um, But then they're also not paying rent on time. (laughs) Sure. You know what I'm saying? So you have to put you have to put a price on your peace of mind as well. Right. So 100 percent. Yeah. You have to. I I, I agree, Glenn. I agree, Glenn. And and for me, those are those are some of the things that have put me off property and I think so uh, before before we get into that right because I think this is like a broader conversation that speaks to just personal finance right and what what people are investing for so there's investment for retirement you know where you you're putting money away where you're saying like this is what I want to have um 
to allow me to be financially free, which will be a much longer term investment. And then when it comes to the the property side of things, um, now I'm gonna I'm gonna flip the script and play devil's advocate. I know that in the U.S., one of the things a lot of millionaires have in common is that they paid off their property really, really quickly. You know, so they the 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 data in the U.S. shows that if you look at most millionaires, majority of them pay off their property. I think it's within ten years or something, because you know usually a bond is like. 10 to 30 years so a lot of millionaires will pay it off within eight to ten years and once you do that you're 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 well on your way there's a guy called dave ramsey i don't know if you listen to him or if you've heard of him Mm -mm. um he he has a really good show you would like him the guy is (laughs) he's from i think i don't want to say texas but he's from the i don't know what that area in the u.s is called you know texas um uh like the Missouri type Houston of Houston okay. that area um I don't know exactly where he's from but he has the accent and everything so this guy gives personal financial advice and I just listen to him more so cuz it's entertaining than the advice he actually gives but he's actually a bit of an asshole but in a good way so he's very very conservative Glenn like you know when you talk about like a conservative American yeah. the guy is religious um very religious, believes in hard work, etc. Um, the core values of gives, American. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And one of his big things is he, he's, he's a big believer in property. So he's a, be- a big believer in property. And he believes that, you know, if you, if you get a property and you can pay it off really, really quickly, then you're well on your way to, you know, being financially free. Which, I mean, is not... So I don't have anything against that. You know, I think people will just have to choose what works for them, you know. Yeah. So it might mean, I mean, we were talking about the kids, right? It might mean something as simple as um, for maybe the first three, four years of your kid's life, garden's not maybe that important, you know. And then maybe when he's five, six, mm-hmm. that's maybe when you're like, okay, now we can move to a bigger place. I mean, I was born in a flat. You know, and I think we only moved to a house when I was about five. But the first few years of my life, you know, I was uh, in a flat. So for people who do own property, um, you can still stay in a flat for some time and build up some capital. So when you do get a house, you pay it off as quickly as possible. I think that just needs to be the goal. I'm talking more Um, from a a last born perspective. (laughs) You know, your last born, you get the best of, of, of your parents' hard work. Yeah, 100%. So, yeah, like, Philip. Philip wasn't born in a flat. Like, I think my parents already owned a house by the time yeah, he was born. Yeah, exactly. But if you look at baby pictures of me, I was living with my mom in a two-bedroom flat. Yeah. Um, while she was still doing uh, some work. I think she was still specializing at the time. So, it was actually doctor's quarters that I was staying at yeah. um, with her. So, I think if people are going to do property, and this isn't financial advice, but like the the speed at which you pay that property off becomes so important. I think that's the only thing I can say. Now I'm the one who's talking forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, yeah, but essentially, I think I think we're we're pretty much on the same page in in that uh, you know you kind of need to do what what you think, what you feel is the way to do yeah. it. Yeah, uh, really, because also uh, I know a lot of people who 
because uh, if, if you buy a property, that's a big chunk of your money, and you can't actually end up mm-hmm. doing your own t- other types of investments because you yep, just don't 100%. have the capital for it. And 100%. so, yeah, so it, it becomes a situation where you're like, uh, you choose what's more, what makes more sense at the time. Yes. Right? Yes, like, exactly. I've got more money also invested being than, single, in my, than in my... Yeah, go for it. Yeah, I've got more money invested than in my bank account, for example. Uh, sure. Because I've, I've seen that... First of all, I started late. Uh, it's funny, my brother was like, yo, bro, I wish I was your age. Like, I started doing this so late because he started probably last year. And he's six years oh, old. Oh, just investing. Investing, Investing yeah. in general. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's quite late. You know, that's so you're saying, bro, you need yeah. to start now. Because even you know, now you're late, but, you know, start now. So that's, Oh, and, and, and even then, like, you still, like, yeah, um, be surprised. Yeah. Be surprised at, like, 29, you still, you could still, like, I mean, I mean, Glenn, if you look, if you go look at, like, just people just should just go and look at Google, right? Mm-hmm. And just, just look at a chart of the S&P 500 and look how it's grown. Yeah. Right. And this is the most, uh, I mean, this is what a lot of companies do, right? Like all these companies, old mutual, Ellen Gray, they just put our money in, you know, a lot of these companies. But if you go look at the, the S&P 500, five years ago, um, I don't know if this is dollars or rands. I hope, I'm not sure here. Is this 2000? So it looks like I'm reading here $2,000. I, I, I'm hoping that it's dollars. It should be. You know, so $2,000 in 2016, it's now worth 4600 You know, so that's in the past five years. If I look at the chart, uh, all time in 1981 worth $121, and it's now worth $4,600. So, I mean, so you can, you can do yeah, the math exactly. in terms of how it's grown. Obviously, they've been ups and downs. So if you look at the chart, you'll see that in the during COVID, during the dot com bubble in '99, the uh, the economic crash of 2008, you do have these dips. But over the long term, I think it's averaging like 10% interest a year, yeah. right? And if if you invest like that for 10, 50, I mean, 20, 30, 40 years, you, you should be good. And if you are investing you know substantial amount of your investment now i'm not saying that people should do this i'm just saying that the most basic of stock investments is actually so safe you know this is like the the most vanilla boring stuff i'm not even talking about choosing companies i'm not even talking about tesla and (laughs) investing in the fang companies or doing your fundamental investments etc and i don't know if the same holds true for property i haven't looked at the property numbers but i don't know if they're as good you know so yeah my, my sister told me she had uh i think the property she bought uh more than a decade ago in joburg has doubled in value if i'm not mistaken sure from what she said and i think i think stocks would have done the same right so if she bought stocks in what um yeah, let's imagine just buying see, facebook like, so. 10 uh, a decade ago yeah, hundred percent. Right. <laughs> yeah, so if I'm, I, I'm looking at the S and P five hundred in 2010, mm-hmm. it was one thousand one hundred dollars, right? So if you invested in April 2010, no, let's actually look at where we at now. So let's look 2011. I want to look November. Okay, so 19 November. Oh, that's still 2010. Um, this user face. Okay. All right, there we go. 
uh, I'm just going to use October. Anyway, $1,200 around there. That's where it was in 2011, right? Yeah. If you had just invested. So you would have bought, you know, S&P 500 index fund would have Check cost you 1200 Because that's more accurate with, uh, with the property. So that would have been 1000 before the crash or after the crash? Oh, there's the, oh, damn. Okay, just do after. Okay, so I mean, it 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 goes to a low in two thousand and nine of seven hundred and thirty five dollars, right? So if you had bought, it would have been seven hundred and thirty five dollars, um, in two thousand and nine, right? That seven hundred seven hundred and thirty five dollars today would be worth four thousand six hundred and ninety four. Yeah, so that wins easily. It's just and and I mean you can <sighs> and prior to the crash, what was it? So prior to the crash, it had hit a high, and if I'm seeing this here, of one around one thousand five hundred. Okay. Um, so it goes to one thousand five hundred. Then we have the crash, and actually, I think it recently hit uh, all time highs. Um, but it still wins now, even with that. Even even with that, like and even during COVID, so like I know, I mean, people do talk about like whether in a bubble or not. I don't know. Like I'm not. I'm not going to get into that, but I mean, if we look, if we look at the NASDAQ, um, I, I think it's very similar as well, but if you had invested in the NASDAQ 10 years ago, I believe it's more than doubled. Um, and let's just take a look. So if we say 2010, it was around $18, mm-hmm. right? And today it's worth 209. Right. Yeah, so 20, 2011, when me and you met each other, it was $27. If me and you had put $30 in in 2011, that $30 would be worth about $210 now, mm-hmm. you know? So I think, and, and a lot of people are using this for investments, right? Like, th- this is what I do personally, um, but, and I don't want to get into a whole investment strategy, but I'm just saying, again, like the... Uh, also, if you look at South Africa's stocks as well, I think that's also pretty good. So the JSC top 40 yeah. as well also tends to, over the long term, has been doing quite well. Um, and this is for people who don't know what they're doing, like myself, who aren't expert investors. And once you really get good at it, I think it really gets risky when you start investing in individual stocks. That's that's for a whole nother podcast, right? Yeah. So if you're investing in a Tesla or a Facebook or a Google, even then I'm sure you'd be pre- doing pretty well right now or a Coca-Cola. Mm. But, um, you yeah, know, your I'm, sister I'm was doing, talking about I'm how the... Individual pro- ones. Yeah, 100%. So I only have one individual stock and then most of it is in index funds. But um, you're saying to your sister, sister's right? point, yeah, yeah, to your sister's point, like that money that doubled, and it's great, you know, like she's she's got a return on that investment. But they, it would be interesting to see what would have happened if she had invested that money, and if you also subtract the costs that she had in maintaining that property and the fees, etc. Et and she would have been paying rent as well, so we would need to couple that in if she was renting and sure. owning because she was living in 100% particular one. Oh, and she's still living in it now no 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 the, this is the one they lived in before the one I the one I visited as well yeah, right yeah so they moved from there so that's the the one in the in the complex oh I see and then they sell it and then they haven't sold it they they're renting it out 
I see. No. And and you know what? I can't be I can't be mad at that. Like that really isn't like especially given at the time. It's not a bad play either. Yeah, because like we said, uh, right? You're, if you're you're buying to stay, the, the the crucial thing if you're buying to live, right, is if yeah. you leave, is it first of all is it easy, is it easy to sell if you're going to sell, or is sure. it easy to rent if you're gonna keep? Yeah. And they were living yeah. in in Santon, so yeah, you know that's a good. On area. top of that, Glenn, mm. there was one more thing I wanted to say. She moved in with Alfred, right? Yeah. Did they buy the place together? Uh, probably, yeah. Because I was going to say another major factor is like people underestimate marriage because mm. that goes a long way. That double buying, income. Buying that double income, buying as a buying as two people compared to buying um, two professionals alone changes the game. Yeah, that's because true. Because the, the dual income, look at how that allowed them to pay the property off in what, 10 years? Yeah. And remember I said earlier on, most millionaires, what do they do? They pay off that property Correctly. within, if, you, if you're paying that thing off within eight to 10 years, you're gone. Um, I don't know your sister's financial situation, but I know that she's going to retire a very rich woman. Yeah. <laughs> from her oh, yeah. Those two, those two are, are lit. Yeah. They're yeah, so yeah. smart and so, so like I'm, I'm loose with my family. Like I can, I can, you know, decide yeah. to spend on something. They're very intentional when it comes to spending. Same with sure. my brother. I'm just, yes, I'm, the, I'm, yeah. I'm the, the wild uh, last born. You can just, you know, yeah, hundred percent. Just loose with it. But at least you. now the last born's investing, at least. Sure, hundred yeah. percent. Um, yeah, bro. So I, I, I don't know. I think definitely it depends. I think for now, Glenn. Like, I mean. <sighs> property for now for you to dive in it's so different doing it alone versus like your sister who did it as a couple even your brother's married you know the, the dynamics mm. are so different so so more of the story is get married get property <laughs> get married and dual income and you're on the way you're on the bro. way yeah i mean yeah um i mean people ben shapiro always says this he's another american political activist but he says if you don't have if you don't want to be broke in the u.s just go to school, graduate, and get married. And, like, uh, don't raise a kid in a single-parent household, and, you, and you're set. Mm. And that's for the U.S., at mm. least. I don't know if the same is true here. Mm. Marriage yeah, is powerful. Sense. Yeah, marriage is powerful. Get, as, get as married early, like, like my sister, you know. <laughs> yeah, because now her bond was, like, half, right? Mm. Uh, not even half, but she could contribute um, what a normal person would and they halved the time. They saved on interest. Now they have a property. They're, did they? So did they buy the new property, or did yeah. they get a bond for that one? Oh, the new one they're in now. Yeah. No, I think they got a bond. I believe. I'm not sure. Interesting. I'm not sure. See, that's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anyway, Deuce. Yeah, I think we can we can wrap this up, guys. This is not financial advice, by the way. It is amateur yeah, opinions. Yeah, don't be out here saying amateur opinions. It's literally, literally, literally people will call you dumb. If you know what I'm saying? You go on social media, yeah, amateur opinions said this, then like, wait, wait, who said yeah, that? Yeah, amateur opinions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. Guys, thank you so much yeah. for joining us. We always appreciate it. Thank you for the feedback as well. Keep it coming. This might be an, interest, an interesting one to hear your thoughts. Uh, so you know what to do. Hit me up on uh, on uh, Instagram or WhatsApp or whatever. 
medium you want to use and uh let us know what you guys think yeah as far as this before before mm-hmm. b- before we go dude um funny enough so a good friend of mine in Dao, she just dropped a youtube channel actually talking about finances and money okay um so it's in Dao m you guys should check that out uh she'll probably also have feedback on what we're talking about but yeah what's the channel called in Dao m Okay. N T A O N T A O space M. Ah, okay. Yeah, so she has a, a video out on financial mistakes she made during her twenties. And I'm pretty sure she'll touch on some things very similar to this. All right. So cool. yeah. Shout out to Tao. Yes, sir. All right then. Cool. Um yeah, as far as this episode is concerned, this is it. These are amateur opinions. If you like them, you can take them. If you don't, you can leave them. Peace. All right, peace.